0: Holidays are here, and so is Fashionable Fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately.
1: That long day behind you Good times lie ahead With company worth keeping
2: Then a bash a smile in your head Come on in The doors open You'll find just the finest folks here Pull up a chair Grab a drink And let our stories your ear Cause we're the Talk, talk, talk the tavern Here you're always welcome The talk, talk, talk the tavern Promising beer and bed love The talk, talk the Tavern, music medicine then some. The talk, talk, talk the Tavern, the over, here we come. Okay, and welcome to The Tavern, everybody. I am your host, Travis Sivar, author extraordinaire, who is just barely scraping by paying his Netflix bills with all the money he earns from writing. Um, Other that, <clears throat> tonight's topic is going to be how pancakes saved the world, and we'll get into that in a little bit. First, I want to let folks know a couple of things. <clears throat> we are an adult channel with adult language, adult podcast. It's adult. We're going to say words, and we got a Brit with us. So not only are we going to say fuck, but there's also a look like a 90% chance that you might hear. He's horrible at fucking cues. <coughs> Still nothing. Never mind. You might not hear him. I don't know. Say
1: your word, Kevin.
3: <laughs> no, no, There's only a 90% chance.
2: <laughs> Kevin, by the way, I did uh, purchase the shirt that says C is not just for cookie. <laughs> so, okay, let me do, finish the uh, disclaimer. For everybody in chat, it is subscriber-only chat. That's because you support the channel, so you get to be here and interact on the podcast recordings. We may not respond to everything in chat. We are going to respond to the most relevant or entertaining bit. So don't take it personal. If you are not relevant or entertaining, it's all your own fault. Um, also, for the folks listening to the podcast, we do have a live in-chat audience who is with us right now as we're recording. If you want to be a part of that, you can find us at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and hang out with us live as we record. <clears throat> And also, anybody who wants to email, you can uh, email talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com. Okay, I think I covered all that. I already introduced myself. My vices tonight. I don't think I'm going to smoke a pipe, but I do have a nice Henry McKenna bourbon. <laughs> yeah, entertaining, at least. Um, let's introduce the other two. We're going to introduce our, our, our long-lost... Cousin, oh, by the way, for chat, let us know what your vices are. There we go, while we're introducing ourselves. Kevin, who are you? Why are you in my living room?
3: Uh, I feel more like an estranged, long-lost third cousin than a direct relation. Uh, why am I in your living room? Uh, because I'm a bit like a stain on old furniture. I'm very difficult to get rid of, no matter how hard you scrub me. Uh, what it prompts me to turn up tonight, uh, you needed somebody who... Uh, isn't offended by you two, which I uh, left you with a very short list. Uh, I am Kevin. I am a Brit. I apologize for this in advance uh, because we apologize for shit. It's what we do. Uh, this evening, my vices will include strong back coffee because it's Sparrows 5 o'clock in the morning here in the UK. Uh, although, imminently, because I've got to talk to Travis, I'll probably be switching to strong alcohol, which this evening will probably be a tasty little Yeah. because who, can start, who, who doesn't crack a bottle of red wine open at 2 o'clock in the morning? Uh, and I'll be smoking. I'll be smoking hand rolled drum tobacco tonight. Uh, and uh, with that drum roll, ha, ha See what uh, uh please, Andrea, take it away.
1: Ah, oh, hi everybody. Andrea Lachat here. Um, my vice is Fanta, the wee little cans of orange soda. And I have cats here. That's it for me. I'm just here ready to talk about pancakes.
2: Hey, hey, Andrea. Did you know at one point in time yeah. they were actually going to make Fanta Soda with extra vitamin C? Because it was an orange-based drink and they wanted to do that. But uh, when they actually presented it <clears throat> to their uh, PR department, they said uh, that, that wouldn't be a good fantasy.
1: But a... Okay.
2: Yeah. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> so, by the way, Brenda there says that her vice is a little box. Oh wait, there's more. A little box of raisins and a oh. rum bottle that's full of water. Oh, and, and, and Jonathan says his vice is homemade wine. It's uh, he wines at home all the damn time.
3: It's horrible. Yeah. I'm I'm still going back to the rum bottle full of water. Why would you do that to yourself?
1: Because the rum is in the glass, she's drinking. Duh.
3: I would hope you would hope, hope. Yeah. I mean, if you're just if you have a bottle that looks like it's full of rum, and then every time you drink it, it's water. I and mean, who, who would do that to themselves?
2: <laughs> Not an Irishman. Okay. I don't know. So let's raise our glass. Let's get a quote here to raise our glass to. We're going to ask uh, Cogsley to supply us with a random quote from a, a previous show or people we like. So. Uh, Thank you, Cogsley. Cogsley says, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Groucho Marx. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so, now, the topic tonight being how pancakes save the world. We're going to talk about... <laughs> it's a, Do I have a clinking noise here? Um. We're going to talk about how pancakes have influenced the world. We're going to talk about, well, all kinds of things, wherever it goes. It might be our favorite pancake restaurants or dishes or types of pancakes. Here's a fun fact. Did you know they have found remnants of pancake-like materials in a primitive man from, well, I don't know if it's that primitive, 5,300 years ago, they have found remnants of pancakes in the remains of a corpse. Somebody, I think his name is like Otik, the caveman or something?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: butlick
1: I have a question. Yes. Exactly where in him did they find the pancake?
3: <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you asked, because surprisingly, it was in his left kidney.
2: <laughs> and his name was Otzi the Iceman. It was I- Einkorn. Einkorn! Wheat and (laughs) early sort of flat bread form. But we'll get more of that.
3: I'm not the only person thinking Oxy the Iceman sounds like a mafia name.
2: It really does, doesn't it? Maybe they found him in Italy. Who knows? So.
1: Maybe he's a cleaner. Oxy cleaner. Mm. It's,
2: uh. and, And Jonathan asks, Pancake or Flapjack, we will get to that at some point in time. But first, before we go into all that. I'm going to flip this over to Kevin and let him kind of lead the way into the pancake world for us, since he is a professional <laughs> pancake.
3: Hey, this is the point where I, tell and I go, little do you know it, but I've been an international pancake smuggler for the last 30 years. <laughs> Sit back now as I regale you with the wild and hilarious stories of pancake smuggling through the Congo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh those of you who have never seen me before first of all congratulations secondly um those of you who know me from the show will know that before i moved into being a hotel manager i was a professional chef for 22 years so i banged up the old batch of pancakes or tea. pancake or flapjack i'm going to throw that back at you in a bit because th- th- phraseology is a bit of a weird thing with pancakes so for a start there's a very different divide between what my brain automatically thinks of when i say pancake and what you think of so the big difference uh, to europeans a pancake is like a french crepe so it's it's there's no rising agent like bicarbonate soda or it or baking powder or anything in it uh, so it's a much flatter thinner uh Uh, finished product, um, it's unleavened, Um, whereas obviously Americans you're used to, a rising agent, a thicker, fatter pancake, um, holds its shape much better. Um, So, yeah, pancake is a bit of a weird word. We've had plenty of examples of this, as you two will know from discussions we've had on other foods before, that language can be a surprisingly curious barrier when it comes to establishing exactly what the hell it is you're both talking about either sides of the Atlantic I uh um, yeah Travis
2: when you're done I'll, I'll give some of the origins and what the differences are
3: hmm yeah I mean you've got all kinds of of variants on a theme if you like you know I mean you have Russian versions you have German versions we, we spoke briefly about Blinny's which are a German sorry, version of Pancake uh essentially it's a bit like um it's it's one of those dishes the pancake the reason it's been around for so long is it's a leftovers dish it's a way of using up rich and or expensive ingredients that have a use by date that will spoil milk eggs dairy products that have a finite shelf life into something that can be malleable and transformable into different flavors so it can be used in a a multiple variety of different contexts it can be made sweet it can be made savory it turns those perishable dairy products into a product that can be stored and dried and given essentially longer longevity in its cooked form than it is in the raw ingredients form so it was a way of using up and preventing food wastage
1: um <clears throat> a yummy way
2: it is. and some cultures have actually used curdled milk and other such things when making their pancakes <clears throat> Andrew did you have some thoughts to open up about pancakes? Um,
1: uh, well I uh, yes uh, I have questions Kevin when as a pancake smuggler where exactly were you hiding them
3: uh, I used to. It depends entirely on the size of the pancake. I mean, these smaller American pancakes are easily concealed between the pages of Jehovah's Witness Bibles, which I used to ship in in cases of 100 because people tend to just scare quite over things like that. Uh, the larger flattened crepes are more difficult, so we used to hide those in uh, rolled-up works of art. The Mona Lisa alone was capable of smuggling 32 flat crepes, including Nutella.
1: And I think that's what stole her eyebrows. Um see when you when you say pancakes and flapjacks pancake is a guinea pig on instagram and flapjack is a bunny so there you
3: go for any of you who are wondering about the difference between a flapjack and a pancake andrea's nailed it
1: there you go and you can follow them on instagram they are adorable
3: they are what's your thought oh adorable
1: they're adorable
2: what's cute what's whose thought yours On guinea pigs?
1: Pancakes and flapjacks.
2: Well, pancakes is an American term. Flapjacks is kind of more of a Canadian term. Um, Whereas Mm -hmm. hotcakes are actually a Mexican term. But they... To to give a little bit, I'm going to go a little bit into the history here. I did uh, do a little bit of research on this because, you know, pancakes. It's worth it. Mm. And... So, apparently pancakes have been around for, I'm trying to remember if the, if the Otlick, the Iceman, or whatever his name was, Otzi, there we go. Um, I I found one website that gave the date, and it was 5300, but I don't know if that's 5300 BC or 5300 years ago,
3: which would only put it at
2: 3,300 BC. No, it's,
3: it's, he's Ice Age, so it'd be BC.
2: Well, I mean, uh, 5,000 BC, we still had cultures with structures in early Egypt was starting to develop. Uh, there was places in Asia, China, etc. But anyhow, doesn't matter if they weren't eating pancakes. But it was about the 15th century when pancakes came to kind of be named, as well as grew in popularity. And there is... <clears throat> Pancakes made in different ways in like 50 or 60 different countries. Um, and there, as Kevin was pointing out, there's pancakes of so kind of every different sort and type and flavor. Um, I think.
1: What's the Russian thing? Yeah. Pan- What's what? What's the Russian pancake called? Blins. thought that was German. Um, it's
3: Blini. No, it's not. That's Blinny, which has got a silent S on the end, Says so spelt Blinnis, but it's pronounced Blinny.
2: It's like Penis. Yeah.
3: <laughs> My good friend, Dennis. Dennis Penis.
2: Okay, here's a couple quick dates. Okay, you take me out to dinner, and you might get... No, wrong kind. Uh, pancake six, dinner. 600 BC, first recorded mention of pancake, ancient Greece... A poet who described warm pancakes in one of his writings. 1100, Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day, becomes the traditional way to use up dairy products before Lent, and Sorry. Pancake Breakfast is born. 1445, the year that villagers in Olney, Buckinghamshire, UK started using their famous mm. pancake race. What?
1: It's
3: still going on. Well, year, not at the moment because of COVID, but...
2: That's because the prize, each year, the winner receives a smooch from the church bell ringer.
1: Yeah, they do. He's hot.
2: (laughs) 1700s, before baking soda, chefs used fresh snow, which contains ammonia, to make pancakes light and fluffy.
1: Hmm.
2: 1800s, milk and occasionally cream became preferred liquids for pancakes. Uh, Before then, brandy and wine had been just as common. Um, flapjack, go ahead.
3: Oh, you just said uh, brandy and wine. So, uh, the flat European crepe, uh, especially, I mean, you, you, Crepe Suzette was the famous one that was all over the place in restaurants in the 80s when you used to get the, the flamboyant waiters flambéing the crepes at the table for dessert for the showmanship. But it's a very common thing to use alcohol, especially spirits, as the base for like a, a liquor. So, alcohol and fruit made into a sauce, and then the pancakes are pre-fried in a pan and kept warm in the oven, or the crepes. Uh, this is especially a French-style thing. And then they're re-warmed by having a pan of this sauce sort of just gently simmering on the stove, and you warm the pancake by dropping it in the sauce and just simmering it and turning it a couple of times just to warm it back through. Take it out, shake any excess sauce off, and then just roll it up straight away onto the plate.
2: Very nice. How often do you that sounds- mean just- Mm. Mm-hmm. how often do you make them
0: pancakes
3: i don't make them very often these days um it, it's just uh, I, to be honest I, I tend to i like savory pancakes these days sweet pancakes as a dessert or as a crepe i have i haven't done for quite some time i make them with the kids occasionally for things like pancake tuesday and stuff like that you know just because it's one of those fun things you know showing the kids up because i actually can flip a pancake that kind of thing where, had my fair share of picking them off the light fittings over the years. I tell you what, like, like a great many, like a great many things in life, the trick is all in the wrist action.
2: I know what I'm doing after the show now. Thanks. Um, I tell you what, I I don't eat pancakes very often, but when I do, they're really good. It's uh, whether I make them at home <laughs> or get them out. Mm-hmm.
3: The reason they've been around for so long is, if you basically think about kind of the food evolution of man from taking a pointy stick and using it to bring down your first boar, after hunting but before widespread cattle and animal agriculture was cereal crop farming. Um, And anyway,
2: there are... Can I interrupt real quick,
3: please?
2: Let's raise a glass to Gary. Thank you very much for 25 months of supporting the tavern here on Twitter. Pepper Hell Martin yeah.
0: has subscribed <laughs> for 25 months in Cheers, a row. Cheers, Gary. 25 total. Yo, hello everyone. Good Kevin.
3: Yeah. So, anywhere you start producing cereal crop. You're going. You know you you look for different ways to utilize that one crop to add variety to your diet. You can make bread with a lot of cereal crops. But you've heard the phrase, man cannot live on bread alone. He can do, but it's a bloody boring diet. You know, man doesn't mind bread if he can have bread and toast. But it's nice if you can throw in a few pancakes for breakfast, you know. So it, it was another way of, use, of utilizing the, the cereal crops that were around to create a different product. And something that was small, light, uh, with a finished pancake, you know, there's something that's easy to to wrap and fold and take portably with you because you're looking at a populace that's still fairly mobile. You know, people aren't coming home and sitting down to long dinners. They're eating in the fields, eating, you know, out in forests on the move all the time. So the pancake was a, a way of not only creating something that was portable, but of using that as a wrapping to contain other foods, almost like parceling food up to take it on the road with it.
2: We all know who... Aunt Jemima is, yeah? Yeah. You know, at one point in time, she was considered the first lady of Pancake Mix.
3: Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think... Mm-hmm. As I was gonna say, I did, I did some reading up this morning, obviously, Jen swatting up a little bit myself, and I'm pretty sure, if you're right, Aunt Jemima, her first... First iteration of like a, a pan, I think it was marketed as pancake flour, but it was essentially like the oh. first ever ready made batter mix. Correct. Was the first commercially produced ready made dried product.
2: Right. And it was uh, the woman who played Aunt Jemima as the spokesperson for the mix in 1890 was actually a missionary worker named Nancy Green. Mm. And she played it until she died in 1923, and in 37, Quaker Oats, who had now owned the company, um, trademarked her as their, yeah, as their trademark. There we go. So
1: I knew about the pancake syrup, but I didn't know about the pancake mix.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, and they yeah, called them apparently them pancakes it's... back then.
1: Hmm. They call them
2: okay. buckwheat cakes because the mix, as Kevin was mentioned, was buckwheat, corn, and wheat flour.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, I I don't know. I, I put the I put it in the um, chat about like what's your favorite type of pancake, right. and uh, where is it at? Um, there's one about potato cakes. So
2: somebody said pancakes, something about yeah, the Polish. Palazzo.
1: Yeah, Polish I didn't realize that was Polish But, oh I remember my mom making um, Potato pancakes out of leftover mashed potatoes Oh, so good I like those And I also like them with like some apple butter
2: mm-hmm. Especially fresh oh, apple yeah. butter Has anybody ever made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich With pancakes? No Not. Neither either I just checking
3: no no, but the night is young
2: (laughs) that's right Uh, Kennedy by the way says uh, that's why elves eat lembus bread in Tolkien it's actually pancake
1: oh I didn't even think of that I'm not a big pancake person I like the middle out of it but I don't like pancake crust I like crepes with lingonberry butter that's if my your,
2: favorite. If your pancakes are crusty, you've done something horribly wrong.
1: I don't like the outside. I just like the soft middle that's full of butter.
2: It's going to be so much fun when I cook her pancakes. She's like, can you cut the crust off my pancakes, please?
1: Oh, I just eat the middle and then,
3: you know. You um, saying about potato pancakes, one of the nicest pancakes that I used to enjoy eating all the time, uh, one of the fancy restaurants I used to work in, as a base for a salmon dish uh we used to do sweet potato and chili pancakes just literally just you just take a sweet potato and put it whole without peeling it into a pan with just enough water to cover it and simmer it until you can just get a knife through it take it off the heat let it cool in the water refresh it under some cold water and the skin will just peel off in big strips off the outside without the need for a peeler just take the flesh and just literally just mash the flesh up, um, so you've got a nice dry pulp. You know, this is why you do it, and you boil it inside the skin because you don't want to get too much moisture into the tissue of the sweet potato make it too wet, too pulpy. Um, although if you do, you can always put it in a tea towel, give it a quick squeeze to wring it out. But you get you wait till you get this nice sort of um, nice firm sweet potato flesh that's um, nicely mashed and pulped, and just mix that with some American style. Uh, baking powder style pancake batter mix a little bit of freshly chopped red chili maybe a little bit of shredded spring onion and then just fry those off and we used to just do them in small batches of four or five and then just build them up into a little towel with the salmon fillet on the top absolutely lovely they're to die for and they just the nicest thing in the world it's about it's about 40 60 uh, so 40 percent uh sweet potato flesh and 60 percent uh, batter mix as a rough proportion when you mix the two together.
2: Talking about building them into a tower, if I remember correctly, in Star Wars: A New Hope, Episode Four, the tower on the uh, moon of Yavin was actually made of those
1: pancakes—the
2: sweet potatoes. Pro- yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. And often uh, the the Spanish tiles on roofs in Florida are made of the same thing. <laughs>
3: So yeah. Yeah, that's that's what makes pancakes great. They're like they're one of those not bland, but sort of universally adaptable. They'll take on the flavour of anything else you add to them that gives them flavour. Sweet potatoes. Yeah, I mean, sweet potato there is a great example of how you can use one for a main course, and then, but I mean, I, I'm always a sucker for. Um, a couple of crepes with Nutella between them.
1: Yeah, Nutella's pretty good.
0: Mm. It's
1: okay.
3: It's yeah, you, you get that a lot. You, you get that's quite a big thing in France, quite a common thing to see as, as a snack or a dessert in cafes and restaurants, the uh, crepe with Nutella. A so. mm-hmm.
2: couple of comments here in chat. Uh, Kennedy apparently talking through his stomach says, I love pancakes and real maple syrup. Uh, He also says, "Eh, we also call spring onions scallions in the U.S., but Mm -hmm. he's confused Aussies and Brits. Hmm. Then he said, mmm, craps. (coughs) (coughs) Crepes.
3: I'm sorry. My bad. uh... So, by the way, if anyone's never made uh, a crepe rather than an American pancake, the batter mix is the simplest thing in the world. It's just three ingredients or four, because I like to add a pinch of salt, but that's optional depending on what you're doing with it. Uh, but it's just one th- – the thing to remember is one, two, three, 100 grams of plain flour, two eggs, 300 ml of milk. One, two, three.
2: 300 what?
3: 300 milliliters of milk.
2: Oh. I'm sorry. We don't know how to use grams and – I mean, unless we're selling Coke, and milliliters are just confused. We got liters down because they have soda in them, but milliliters,
0: <laughs> we
3: just don't know what we're doing. The, the, just, just think of the, the Milliliters, it's like the wet form of milligrams in your edibles. Yeah, did I mention the gram We have
1: cups with milliliters on it just because mm-hmm. some of the recipes I've been using, <laughs> that's what they are.
3: Okay, so yeah. Milliliters or whatever strange variant of measuring you Americans made up and created a grand name for yourselves you know
2: you know you know what Kevin you guys over there are still using fucking standard miles and feet and inches but you've gone to metric for cooking what kind of half ass measure is that no pun intended
3: it's it's, it's the deliberate it's the deliberately dichotomic nature of British culture that we refuse to accept the the new and still not retain the old as well so only the, the british are the only nation in the world who find it actually perfectly logical to be using both the imperial and metric measuring systems alongside each other simultaneously and often within the same calculation
1: well i remember when i was in third grade and it's like oh we have to learn the metrics because that's what they're all going to be now you know soon yeah when is that going to happen
3: Yeah, we're still waiting Oh, don't, so don't knock it there's a, whole, there's a whole generation of British teenagers who grew up automatically knowing that there are 3.5 grams in an eighth of an ounce so <laughs> you
2: yeah, have the kids in the bad neighborhoods apparently um, no Kevin Oh no,
3: they don't get as far as complex equations like that they did in single grams th-
2: this is a topic shift here um, I recently got an instapot are you familiar with these things
3: like a pot noodle kind of thing yeah no Oh, okay, well, what do you
2: if a pressure cooker and a crock bot got drunk and rolled around outside the bar, this is what would have been produced nine months later.
3: Alright, okay. So what's the explain to me what is the difference between whatever the hell this thing is and a and a slow cooker?
0: Uh,
1: um, I can do that. Okay. I like to use a slow cooker and start stuff the night before and have it cook all day. I come home, dinner's ready. This, mm-hmm. no, it will not do it. It takes 28 minutes. That's not right. To,
2: to answer your question, it's, a, it's the newfangled pressure cooker is what it is. It can do everything a slow cooker can, but in 30 minutes or less. Um, so uh, like we've got one of these. Now I love my air fryer, but we got this. And yeah, the first time I used,
0: For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday.
2: I went to make chili and I'm like, oh, uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Looking at the instructions, I'm expecting it because I thought it did what a slow cooker does like a slow cooker does it. Um... My mistake there, eventually I realized, no, you've got to put it on the pressure cooking. And yeah, it was like 22 minutes later, I have chili that tastes like it cooked for eight hours. Yeah. It was fascinating. Um, See, that's
3: what I was going to ask. Do uh, do you still get, do you find, I don't know how much you've used this thing. Do you still find you get the same richness of flavor? Because my query would not be whether scientifically you can't get the same... Softness of texture, for example, but if you haven't got those flavors infusing together for that prolonged period better. of time, even if both better,
0: yeah, well,
1: yeah, it works really well, but you cannot use it as a slow cooker. This is for anybody that's like me, that's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to read directions mm. for two days. I tried to make a stew like then, a slow cooker, then she no, went no. to
2: work and I put it on the pressure cook feature. <laughs>
1: 12 minutes later.
2: Yeah. Uh, No, this is one of those things you can actually. I made hard boiled eggs in it using Mm. the 555 method. You're familiar with that, Kevin? Uh,
3: 555.
2: Basically, in this, it's five minutes in the pressure cook, five minutes with the slow venting as opposed to the fast Uh venting, and then five minutes in an ice bath. And then when you crack those shells, the shells just come right off. Mm -hmm. Um, I made a chili, she made her soup, and um, I made frozen corn on the cob because it's what we had in the house. It was five minutes in the pressure cooker. Things like green beans, if you want them still kind of crisp, it is literally one minute in the pressure cooker. Or if you want them like mushy, like they're, you know, out of a can and cooked and boiled for an hour, so they're...
1: That's what I like.
2: That's like five minutes. Now, here's the trick to that. The cook time is one minute or five minutes. The pressurizing time is 20 minutes, depending how, how full it is and what do you have in it and the density. Um, Kennedy mentioned crock pots. I, Andrea and I love crock pots. Uh, the slow cooker crock pot, same thing.
1: Used it the, forever.
2: The Instapot is doing the same thing a slow cooker does, but in a literal minimal amount of time. I went and made a beef roast in it in like a half hour. Now, that doesn't count the cutting and the chopping and the pressurizing time, but the cooking time itself. And, Kevin, this is what I was telling you. It seemed, because it's pressurized, to spread that flavor and push it into things better than just stewing it eight hours, which is weird in my head and shouldn't have worked. Mm. Um... Oh, by the way, yes, uh, Kennedy mentioned rice. You could cook rice in it. You can make yogurt in it. Um, they have settings. We for- buy
1: like 20 pounds of rice at a time.
2: We do. We do. And then we won't eat it for three months, and then a month later, we're out of it. Oh, God. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know my favorite way to cook rice?
1: Huh.
2: Oh, Andrea knows it. This is not a joke. Don't- <laughs> I grit she's grinning like she's waiting for some dumbass thing I'm about to say.
1: Oh, um, well, never mind.
2: Kevin, we have these little packs of Saison seasoning. It's a Mexican food seasoning that, like, even the Mexican restaurant that I worked at, run by Mexicans, uses stuff in their rice. So I went, okay, well, they're fucking using it. I'll use it.
1: It's the orange stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: It's basically... So- uh Cumin, coriander, and salt. I don't know. It's paprika. Yeah. And orange. Um, I like to put that in my rice cooker. One packet of that and about four tablespoons of butter. Actually, I like to put six tablespoons, but I'm reluctant to take my eight tablespoon stick of butter and cut and put two back in the I'm like, fuck. So, Bren- so,
1: he uses a whole stick of butter. Yes.
2: Yes, that's true. Bren just said you can't go wrong with a whole lot of butter. Thank you, Martha Stewart. Oh, Wait, no. Yeah. Not Martha Stewart. The other one.
1: Paula Deen.
2: Paula Deen. Paula, Deen. Is Paula Deen or is it,
1: hello? No, it was Paula Deen, because she's got the heart disease from all the, the butter. Ah,
2: gotcha. Um. Okay, by the way, uh, Kennedy says rice cookers are great since I'm going to be a bachelor soon. May need an instant pot. I may need to make paella soon. Oh, God, paella is one of the. Paella. I think he just. I think, I think he just
1: Isn't he it did. pronounced paella? Probably. Mm-hmm.
2: But not when I say it. Listen. <laughs>
1: it's spelled oh. not the way you say it.
2: And. Uh, Brenda's in denial about uh, weren't not butter given her heart disease. <laughs>
1: two sticks of butter in everything.
2: <laughs> That's a hell of a date, ain't it?
1: <laughs>
2: There's two well, sticks in dinner, I ask two sticks in dessert, and then two sticks in her.
1: <laughs>
2: if you know what I mean. For him, really, pick your flavor of choice.
1: See, I was right, it's paella.
2: I know two people have backed you up. Three, if you count me, that said it before they did.
1: <laughs> I still don't know what it is. Is it squid? What the hell is it? Okay,
2: Kevin. Do you it, know it, it can, you can have
3: mean, squid. it can have squid in more often. It's it's shellfish. It's mussels and prawns normally.
2: Don't you remember
1: that? No wonder Alexander I've never had
2: Movie it. or what movie was it where the house boy Wine was? Wine country. What what was it? Wine country.
1: Wine Country. Yeah, where he oh, I like, love that movie.
2: It was like the first time he used an Instapot or something. <laughs> he didn't realize he needed to pressurize it. And it's three days over a lukewarm flame.
1: <clears throat> and he hunted the squid and, oh my God, it was so horrible. Great movie.
2: The Mighty Squid. The Wily Squid. Yeah.
1: Okay, Kennedy says, Kevin should know the two fat ladies.
3: Yes, I do, although there is now only one fat lady.
2: That's right, Julie's dead.
1: Oh. Did the other one
2: eat he's, her? He's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. With two sticks of butter, baby. Here's to the one fat lady.
1: Here,
2: here. She's twice the woman she used to be after that meal.
3: <laughs> and uh, it. it's... I'm not sure where you would go to track it down outside of the UK, but if you want to see some northern England roving chefs at their finest, see if you can find the Hairy Bikers on Tour. Uh, You said Hairy Bikers on Tour? I did say the Hairy Bikers on Tour, yes. Be very careful what you look for if you do Google (laughs) that.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay.
3: Might be best to preface that with the words cooking show first. Oh, it's a cooking show. I thought it was porn. All right. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. Andres, it interests suddenly, Dwayne. Oh, it's a cooking show, down there. Um,
2: <laughs> real quick, uh, Gary would like to know what you're drinking, Kevin.
3: Oh, uh, it's a Malbec. Uh, bear with me. Uh, I'm favoring Malbecs these days. I used to drink a lot of Rioja, uh, but I find the tannin in it uh, is a bit OTT for my palate these days so switch to Malbec it's a Camino Del Angel it's a Chilean Malbec
0: hmm.
2: I'm going to give a quick shout out to Michael uh, Lawrence who just joined us and to answer your question we're about to do, uh, just flip right back to the pancake um, oh, No, I we, see what you got, did there we got pulled away by um, what was it we were doing oh Instapots dragged us away so, <gasps> what Andrea?
1: Okay, okay. Harry Biker's Food Tour of Britain. It's available on Tubi, T-U-B-I. That, it's a free. Yeah. There you go. Tubby, Tubby. tubby. <laughs> if
3: if you ever watch the Harry Biker's, that's incredibly amazing.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that. That looks interesting.
3: Uh, yeah, just give one a go, yeah. And what's it called again? The Harry Biker's. On tour. That particular one,
1: yeah.
3: Harry Biker. There's a few. They've done a few different series now. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Let me ask you this, guys. I want to. I want to talk about favorite memory that relates to pancakes or breakfast food, if you must branch out. And also, where do you go for pancakes? Where's your favorite place? And you could talk about if it's home. What kind of recipe you like to use specifically if it's out or both where do you go and why andrea where's your favorite place to go for pancakes because i know you don't cook them much
1: well i don't i i can't i don't like to because i used to have a job cooking pancakes all the time interrupt
2: real quick sorry real quick thank you there to michael j lawrence for subscribing and supporting that channel that allows him to interact during the live Recording of the podcast. Welcome to the tavern as a regular. I appreciate that. Andrea, what were you saying there?
1: I I, I can cook pancakes. I don't like to because I used to have a job doing that every morning. Pancakes. Um, my favorite pancakes are some are, are ones other people make. Um I have to say IHOP International House of Pancakes is pretty good because they make the crepes with the lingonberry butter. And that's my favorite
2: now what are crepes again aren't they just pretty much really thin fried egg
3: no so um, i mean okay so yes the difference between a crepe batter and an american batter is that uh crepe batter has egg in um but it's, yes, they're they're not a light, fluffy pancake. They're a very thin pancake. So it's a medium heat and you put very, very little oil in. In fact, I don't even put oil in the pan per se. What I tend to do when I'm cooking pancakes is have a little bit of folded up kitchen paper uh, and just tip a little bit of oil onto it and just wipe the pan. It's literally just enough to stop it sticking for those first few seconds. Medium heat, very thin coating of the batter, about... 45 to 60 seconds, just enough to seal them brown that one side, and then mm-hmm. flip it if you're adventurous, fold it over with a spatula if you're not. 30 seconds on the other side, turned out onto a plate, done, and either eat it instantly or stack them up warm, keep them warm till you're finished cooking. They're normally uh, drizzled with other, you can spread jam on them, but they're quite often drizzled with things like lemon juice, sprinkled with sugar, and then they're rolled up and often cut and eaten in small, pite, small bites.
1: No. I like mine folded. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Andrew, yeah, I the other to,
2: way is good. I, I want to hear how you like them. That's actually where I was going. But a couple of quick comments. Kennedy asked what is kitchen paper and Michael Lawrence confirmed wax paper. And Michael also says that these are great with strawberries and cottage cheese. The traditional kind of blintz situation. In yeah. In the U.S. Um, Andrea, how, how do you, what's your favorite way? with this like to fold them yeah
1: with with the crepes i like to fold them up so it's like a little stack of pancake because i don't like the big that's too much too much bread and and just like have butter have the butter smeared in between the flaps
2: let's give a real quick hello because as you're talking (laughs) about spreading on the flaps Pickle lady just popped in.
0: Hi, Pickle lady. Hi, Elizabeth.
3: <laughs> <Hey>. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> with her cock. Or Kevin's cock, <laughs> as the case used to be. Well, you see, I'm, I'm on the show tonight, so someone has to play with my cock for me. It's actually, you, I played Elizabeth. it. I think it summoned her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. It did.
2: <laughs> uh. So, uh, a couple of things. You could put brown sugar and cinnamon, maybe. Yeah, Michael, that's reasonable. Kennedy says, classic diner, and the food comes so fast. Kevin, what about you? Mm-hmm. As a chef, we know you're not picky. You're just happy somebody else is fucking cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you go when you want pancakes, and what's your favorite kind?
3: Uh, see, I can't remember the last time I ate a pancake out somewhere. Because pancakes... Uh, especially for breakfast. I mean, they're, they're not a traditional British thing. It's very much seen as an Americanism.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, there aren't. It's not really a big thing that you see served in a lot of places. You might find the occasional place that doesn't want a breakfast menu. Um, but nine times out of ten, if they're not making their own homemade crepes, like European-style pancakes, what you're getting is American-style pancakes out of a packet.
2: Wait, like pre-cooked yeah. and just heated?
3: Pre-cooked and, and heated, yes. Very few places make pancakes. It's not a big thing the way it is in America, in this country. So most people's experience of pancakes outside of Shrove Tuesday and, you know, the, the one day a year where your parents have a giggle throwing pancake batter all over the kitchen as everyone tries to make their own pancakes at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's not a huge thing, and generally, by and large... 90% of British people who've experienced American-style pancakes have experienced them as a pre-made product rather than something freshly cooked. That's a mm. shame. Mm. See, yeah, it is.
1: And I don't like pancakes in the morning. I like them at night. I don't think that should be what you wake up and have for breakfast.
3: Oh. No. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there are, I can see them being a good breakfast item in the sense that you're carb-loading. It's going to be a slow release, slow burner. Um, you're, filling your, you're filling yourself up by giving yourself something substantial in the morning, so that's going to cut down on morning cravings for crappy snacks. No,
2: no, because it immediately because be you right back to sleep on the couch. <laughs> that's
1: why I like them at night.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> a couple of comments here. Uh, uh, Michael would like a, a, a confirmation here with... Uh, crepes are the norm in the uk then and kennedy says yeah. i did once pound cake patty cake nice gal mm. big in the right places and, uh, <laughs> a weird one actually just noms some cinnamon apple pancakes for dinner and this is actually something i wanted to go towards kevin do you want to clarify that crepes is the norm in the uk you want to
3: clarify that? Yeah, yeah so when, yeah if you talk to a british person and you say pancake A thin crepe is what we're thinking of, not a pancake, as you Americans would immediately think of, the the lighter, fluffier, more risen version.
2: Here's something else. You know how you think of a biscuit as something different? We think of biscuit kind of dry, perhaps savory. You think of it as a sweet, what we call a cookie, correct? Mm -hmm. So what do you think of when somebody says they just floated an air biscuit?
3: (laughs) They farted.
2: But it smells sweet like a cookie. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, you speak for yourself, mate. You're clearly not sat down with me during lockdown.
1: Oh, I have stories, but maybe I shouldn't share that. Why not?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I was at work. I guess it was yesterday. And somebody crop dusted right where I was walking into at work. Mm. It triggered my asthma. That's assault.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
3: I, I, did- I know what you mean. I. So I I manage a hotel and we have a lift and it's right by reception. And one of our elderly gentlemen dropped his guts in the lift on the way down to breakfast the other morning. And every time another customer came down in that lift, as the doors opened, there was a waft of old man arse for about three hours afterwards. (laughs)
1: three hours oh my god it was
3: horrendous it was like like there was a small fog of it hiding in the air vent in the lift somewhere and every time the doors (laughs) open
1: oh that's horrible I'm sorry
2: you sure you didn't like shit inside that little phone case on the side of the elevator you never
1: know
3: Uh, sorry that'd be below my pay grade to check (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's hard to go back to
2: pancakes after that <coughs> um. So, um, see, I've never been a fan of pancakes with things in them. Though a, a nice like banana pancake, but even like chocolate chip pancakes. As a kid, you love them because it's got chocolate chips. No. As an adult, not so much. I, I kind of want just pancakes. I want the syrup to be the seasoning, the sauce, the gravy. Syrup is pancake gravy. Think about that. So,
1: mm-hmm. do you prefer, like, regular pancakes, buttermilk pancakes? What What is your go-to pancake? Me? Yeah.
2: Whatever somebody puts in front of me. <laughs> but I don't know the difference Remade in flavor is. between buttermilk, regular, wheat, buckwheat, fish butt. I, I don't know.
3: So, you, going back to what you just said as well about the difference between, for example, pouring a sauce like your traditional sort of maple syrup or something over pancakes as opposed to having something in them, it's a It's a, um, a textual difference as well. You Bear in mind, you're talking about a thicker pancake. So, in Europe, when you're talking about a very thin, almost paper-thin crepe, you take one of those, spread it with Nutella chocolate spread, add a second crepe on top, and then fold it in half, and then in half, and then in half again. So you end up with like a pizza-shaped triangle, and you get that wonderful layering of pancake and chocolate. So when you cut through that with a fork, with something like a little bit of whipped cream on the side, it becomes almost like a layered dessert.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, that's why you have them at night, not in the morning.
2: (laughs) Here's a quick thing. I used to work at IHOP, International House of Pancakes, for anybody who doesn't realize what that is. And one trick I would use in my um, omelets is when you grabbed, you know, the three ladlefuls of egg mix to make your omelet. If you took like a half squirt of pancake mix and put it in there, whipped it up, your omelet went from this thick to this thick. And this is a great trick if you're making eggs and pancakes at home to take a little bit of your pancake batter, just about uh, a, a teaspoon. To two eggs, maybe a tablespoon for, you know, if you're doing a larger omelette and mix it in with that, it really helps that omelette just fluff up and rise. doesn't change your flavor at all, but it's a nice trick for um, a visual plate. Hmm?
3: Here you go. For, all right. So same visual trick. If you don't happen to have a ladle full of pancake mix handy and you want a nice big fluffy omelette like that, you double cook it. You don't just cook it on the hob. You have your grill preheated hot first start your omelette off in the pan on the hob and then once the base of your omelette is sealed transfer it under a hot grill with heat from above so you've still got the residual heat in the pan from below from the hob but you're also hitting it with fierce heat from above as well and it causes a chemical reaction in the albumin the white part of the egg which is what causes the egg to expand the same way it does in baking and your omelette will lift and fluff much more than if you just cook it on the hob from underneath.
2: If I can real quick, um, Elizabeth has chimed in with pancake batter and a bit of rum in your eggs help immensely. I don't think it helps with the pancakes or the eggs. I think it just helps you.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be more inclined to just use the pancake batter and then use the rum as a sauce. And by sauce, I mean drink it.
2: (laughs) See, that's a good sauce. I like being sauce. I'll drink to (laughs) being sauced. That way. Um, there we go. It,
3: it, it's quite, like I said earlier, and it's quite a common French thing. Just literally use a small reduction of alcohol, something like a, a uh, brandy or an orange liqueur like or uh, Cointreau, and then uh, just a little bit of sugar into that and literally just reduce that down into kind of like a little simmering sugar syrup almost. Um, and that's the nice thing about crepe as well. When you roll it or fold it, it becomes something that you can... Pick up; it becomes like a, a almost like a tactile finger food, much more than an American pancake does. So you can dip it into sauces and stuff. Coffee is another thing you sometimes see in certain places around Europe as well. People will roll a crepe up and cut it in half, and then take the open cut end and dip it into a an americano or something. I'm
2: going to read a couple comments, and we're going to get to the wrap up. There's another mention of potato pancakes, um, and love them. Uh, Weird Wind says, I mix the eggs and drop them in a freezer baggie. Boil the baggie and it cooks the eggs perfectly inside. Note, he said freezer baggie, the thicker one. Um, Kennedy says he also does, as you mentioned, Kevin, finish the omelets under the broiler. Um, and let's see. There's, yep, okay, dippers unite. It's uh, (laughs) just not double dippers. Not with COVID, no uniting. Um, you
3: speak for yourself, Sunshine. Hmm.
2: Is that when I'm walking on Sunshine? A weird one says, mm-hmm. I like to fold a pancake and put fresh fruit in it like a taco, like a fruity taco. That actually sounds mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, yeah, I think we need more pancake tacos in this world. So. Yes?
1: I have a question. Yes. All right, Kevin, I know how you feel about the French. So. Do you, hate the, do you hate the crepes
3: like you hate the French, or are you, is that the exception? No, no it, it, it's by no means an exception. Let me be As I have stated many times in the past, I'd like to be clear on this. There are a great many things in both the French cuisine and their culture in general, which are incredibly admirable and should be held up as world standards of excellence. It's just the people.
2: I would say kind of like New Yorkers, but we've got a handful of them in chat, and they will come find my ass. Correct me. It's a. It's a. Okay, let's do some wrap-up thoughts for this topic here. So, Andrea, any closing thoughts on this?
1: Viva la crepes. Very good. That well, is all. <laughs> well
2: spoken. <laughs> Elizabeth's closing thoughts apparently pancakes and ass, <laughs> a new combination. Um, Kevin, do you have some closing thoughts on this?
3: Uh, pancakes and ass should both be thinly spread and are both <laughs> enjoyable when covered in chocolate spread.
0: Uh, oh, not
3: chocolate.
2: You can't tell when to stop licking if it's chocolate. Anyhow
3: this that keeps on giving
2: <laughs> okay so uh okay not <laughs> anyhow um right there's a lot of history to pancakes folks they've been around for y- over 5000 years and check out all kinds of different cultures with the way they do it pizza is the same way but we're talking about pancakes tonight if you go to the International House of Pancakes, don't let them fool you. They don't know what a passport is. We've heard the comedian that talks about that. Um, Chad Daniels. I want to make sure in our closing here that we do a few things. First of all, don't forget that you can always email us. And I'm going to go check that email right this second and see if anybody sent an email. And you can email us and talk about your thoughts on the episode you just heard of the podcast or anything like that. And that email is talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com. Nothing in the mailbag today. We do have a couple birthdays we'd like to announce and also a couple of passings in our world that we definitely had some adoration for. The only birthday I know of is, mine is Friday the 13th.
1: <laughs> well, I was going uh, yeah. to say that.
2: Um, and the... Uh, people we've had pass in our little nerdy world, we lost Sean Connery about a week ago, a little more, and Alex Trebek just a day or two ago. So, (laughs) they've created a drinking game in chat, by the way, folks. If you launch an emote and it lands on my face, you have to take a drink. So, yeah, there we go. (coughs) Um... I do also want to remind you to join us for our next show, which will be Judging Inks inks and Mods. Judging Inks and Mods. And I want to thank everybody for supporting us here on Talk of the Tavern as well as the other podcasts. And you can find all the podcasts if you go to bit.ly slash Travis podcasts. That's bit.ly slash Travis podcasts. Other than that, Thank you guys for all the bits and subscriptions, hosts and raids, merchandise and subs tonight. Specifically Gary and Michael, thank you for those subs tonight. Much appreciated. And I um, also want to make sure I throw a thank you out there to the folks who support us on Patreon. And patronize us that way. Patronize us that I can't decide what triple U and ethan strauss as well as Birdo and musical wizardry who have subscribed via paypal with our monthly service there thought i just heard my phone go off but it's not in here so
1: no that was mine
2: okay that was hers we're gonna raise a glass to you guys thank you for everything make sure you join us again and uh yeah here's you let's get a closing toast here cogsley what do you got for us buddy you got anything good Let's see what Cogsley said. Not Okay, well Cogsley's like, spell it right, asshole, and I'll tell you. There we go. <laughs> Groucho Marx again with the quote of, I was married by a judge. I should have asked for a jury. There we go. <laughs> Let's get some outro music. And we'll catch you on the next show. There it is. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the Tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night.